Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Before we get going, you know what it is. Just do it. I don't, you listen to podcasts. You've listened to this one. Just do it. Okay? You know what I'm talking about. Just do it. <laughs> like, up, subscribe, rate us, do all the fun things. Love you. Take it away. Thank you. What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? What's everyone been watching? What's new? Um, I finally watched Petite Maman. I really wanted to see it, but especially after Rashawn's glowing review, I had to check it out. Oh, it's just like a little slice of heaven. The kind of movie that's filmed with like a golden glow around it. It's very simple. There's very little dialogue in it. It's really just about character exploration and interaction it's about loss and grief it's mother-daughter relationships it's just really really lovely it's really nicely done i want to see it it's so good Uh, the cinephiles and friends uh had an outing and everyone went and saw bullet train Mm -hmm. (laughs) sure did uh Quick, quick reviews because everyone knows it was one of my most anticipated. I thought it was a shitload of fun. Uh, it was three different movies in one. Jack of all trades, master of none. But ultimately, it was a fun summer movie. I don't know. I just had a good time. I gave it five stars. Hell yeah! How would people uh, go oh. check that and prove that? Hey, yeah. Um, you can go to my letterbox. It's Mella underscore Bell at Letterbox. Shit. You can find all my reviews on Letterbox. Not sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, hey, shoot us an email. We'll That'd be it. fucking a rad. <laughs> um, pay us anything. Just tweet about us once. Yeah, a week. I loved it. I thought it was super fun. It was like literally classic summer blockbuster. Yeah. Funny as fuck. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson was the MVP. Honestly, yeah. he's crushing it. He's handsome as hell, dude. Holy moly! Those guns. <sighs> that stash. Oh my god! Rashawn, your turn. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I had, I no, had I mean, fun. talk about Aaron Tyler Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the train, we're at the stash. You know oh, my. Guys. Oh. Choo-choo, bitch. Oh. Choo-choo, bitch. <laughs> it's not even late, you guys. One ticket to the bullet train so I can go to Pound Town, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lacey, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I, I liked it. It was fun. Great. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, go see it. Go see movies. That aside, I have one more to talk about because it just came out and I liked it even more than Bullet Train. Prey on Hulu is fucking rad. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking cool. It's so dope. Did you guys watch it yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. What'd you think? I took it. It was, yeah, it's fun. I want to rewatch it in the Comanche dub. We watched it in English first. I want to rewatch it in Comanche. Mm, I watched the Comanche Dead. Was How, cool. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you were watching today, Rashawn? Mm-hmm. Mm. It was dope as hell. When you get a chance, fun. Yeah. go check it out. I knew nothing about Predator going into it. 
yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but going into it, I've never seen any of those movies. Um, you don't need to. I'm sure it's helpful. Not helpful, but I'm sure it's fun for people who know the story. But I didn't feel like I missed anything by watching it. I had a really, really good time. All of the actors in it were incredible. Well, Sean, you guys watch anything else? I watched uh, a little romance movie called Purple Hearts. It's um, if you listeners are on TikTok, you've probably seen it all over the place. Um, it's one of those Netflix romance movies that you know isn't going to be good, but you just want to veg out on the, the couch and watch something ridiculous and wonder why you're not in those movies getting paid that Netflix money. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard a lot of reviews of people just being like oh my god it's so good it's such a tear jerker and I had only seen really like the poster for it and just that little teaser trailer that Netflix gives and I was like there's no way this is good let me watch it all um not good not good at all (laughs) but entertaining like I am a slut for those movies Rashawn can tell you I will sit there watch them all eat it up and then be like that was really bad but I just feel like it's just pure entertainment you don't have to think about shit and you get a little romance and really bad writing but it's fun Purple Hearts on Netflix Rashawn Um, (laughs) I also watched a little bit of that Netflix drama (laughs) from from over the glasses in the computer just like Mm. (laughs) struggle bus um but i also got to see two really interesting queer horror films i Mm -hmm. saw they slash them and bodies 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 you know i i feel like horror because it's my favorite genre i'm a little biased but i feel like it gets to occupy so many different spaces from like excellent great to very very bad to so bad it's good and everything in between um so I don't really want to comment on the quality of either one of those but I'm just glad that they exist and that I saw them and I would definitely recommend bodies 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 (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, they slash them is is also worth watching but there's conversation around it that I just really don't want to dive into and and I will just say, watch. If you're interested, just watch. How's the Baconator in it? He's actually very good. He's always good when Hell he gets yeah, to play a, a villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the head of the um, conversion camps that all the teens are at. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I watched it because I was going to watch it anyway. <laughs> and uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is very fun. Who is oh. the Baconator? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon! Kevin Bacon! <laughs> <laughs> well, Mello, so, wake oh, up! I have fucking never heard that before. Well, yeah, I'm like, bitch, the number two at Wendy's. The number four. Our number four. <laughs> number ah! You know, you know, with extra mayo, baby. With extra what? Mayo. That's Rashawn's order, not mine. Rashawn, is that true? So watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Do <laughs> you remember a Baconator with extra mayo? I like mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Harry Cowell? <laughs> Gurgle his mayo. I'm baby. over them. I'm over Henry. Read the newsletter. 
Do you, before I say this joke, do you guys know what mukbang videos are? Oh my god. Yeah. All right, Mel. My favorite kind of mukbang videos are Kevin Bacon chewing scenery. That's a good joke. Do you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it means. Uh, okay. What are we fighting about today, everybody? Josh. <laughs> yeah. So our friend, John from CT. What's called John? What's up, John? Hit us up again and had us all watch the Tell other guys. Again, I got on this roof. I chalked that up to bad life choices. In the toughest city in the world, nobody fights crime like these guys. Uh, somebody call 9-1, holy <laughs> And then there's the other guys. Stop humming that song. We know, we know. All the gunfights, all the car chases, all the sex we don't want to have with women, but we have to, all do. To what you guys do. And we do it again and again. Hey, 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 if I want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm and work your mouth like a puppet. Peace out. Real, real characters. The Other Guys what? is written and directed by Adam McKay, starring Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Michael Keaton, Eva Mendes, and that's about it. The other ones are showing up. Um, the Other Guys is about two down-on-their-luck, mismatched NYPD detectives who are thrust in the middle of a massive criminal financial... Oh, shoot, I was going to think of the word and I forgot it. Scandal? Mess around. Scandal, thank you. Mm, scandal. Mess around. Mess around. <laughs> a huge white-collar financial mess around and are forced <laughs> to go above and beyond and become more than just the other guys, but become the heroes. Aww. You like that? I do. That was off the dome? That was off the dome. Yeah. Whoa. I never write this shit down. Um, and this, of course, as Mela said, comes from our good friend John from CT. Shouts out to John for another request. Everyone be like John. Let us know. Email us. DM us. What do you want to hear? Because <laughs> we're running out of ideas, everybody. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm no, not. We are. we are booked through the end of the year. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are. We still want requests, though. It's a lot of fun. Um, so this one was interesting for me because I knew I liked this movie, but I hadn't seen it in years and years and years and years and years. But I knew I would be a, 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 a at least moderately safe host because of how much I love every other Farrell McKay joint, which is Step Brothers, Anchorman, Talladega Nights. And I'm still on board. I had an epiphany about a third of the way through the movie that enhanced my viewing experience greatly. That I didn't realize until this watch through because it was it's been so long. Um, but I'll save that. I don't want to talk about it yet. I want to save it to see if other people had the same thought. This movie is carried by Will Ferrell. Obviously, any movie from the 2000s and 2010s starring Will Ferrell is carried by Will Ferrell. And I think this movie is no different. The difference is I think this movie is exponentially worse without him in it. But I think we can dive into that a little bit more in a minute. But first, uh, let's get first impressions. Lacey, what do you think? Oh, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John. Can I call you John? Um, John. I didn't hate this movie. As soon as it was over, Josh turned to me and said, well, did you hate it? And I didn't. <laughs> Just I got didn't a vibe. I got an energy. Right. <laughs> Y'all I... need to leave us alone when we are watching movies. I'm just saying. Leave us alone. <laughs> we can feel it. The fuck? 
I didn't hate it. I love Will Ferrell so much. I love him so much. I love him so much. And this movie had hilarious cameo after cameo after cameo. But you have in every, almost every frame Will Ferrell is in, you have Mark Wahlberg. And I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's trying to do in this movie. And this movie is extremely misogynistic. I know oh we're not God. trying to judge the jokes because this was a long time ago. Nah, fucking talk about it. No, it was extremely hateful against women. And that made it very hard to digest from time to time. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Eh. Great. Uh, Rashawn. Um, John from CT, you're also one of my favorite listeners. Don't worry, Em, it's it's still you. You're still number one. But uh, John from CT is also cool. Uh, this one just didn't hit. It didn't hit. I th- I'm I'm a Will fan, and I think to piggyback off Lacey, your mileage kind of varies whether or not you find like a screaming angry. Mark Wahlberg funny. I don't. And I honestly remember this movie being a lot funnier the first time I saw it. And diminishing returns this time around. So I'm not I'm not on board. I'm so sorry, John. Okay. And now we go to uh, Miss Not Another Teen Movie herself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first time watching this. I laughed. I'm not going to say I didn't laugh. There's some pretty ridiculous shit in there that, of course, I'm going to laugh. I do think this movie has really good bits, but as a whole movie, it just doesn't like work for me, I guess. I feel like they are trying to get to the big bad the whole entire movie instead of actually doing it in the last five minutes. I don't know. That's just how I felt. Like everything. And I get that's kind of the joke where it's just like, well, of course they can't have stuff easy because they're the other guys. But at some point, I can't see Mark Wahlberg screaming anymore. Like I need it to just fucking happen. <laughs> it also is like when you have where Will Ferrell and you have that buddy cop thing, the second person, which is Mark Wahlberg in this, needs to be just as good. He can mm-hmm. be completely opposite as far as character, but he needs to be firing on all cylinders. And I feel like Mark was trying to do that, but it just came out one note, like angry Boston guy. He um, did, it didn't, they didn't match. They didn't match. No. And not even in the like, oh, fun opposite matching type of way. It just, they didn't match. To the point where I was sad that there was no more The Rock and Samuel L. Because yes. I thought they were perfect. I thought that that casting was amazing. I thought that was probably the funniest bit. And it's it's the beginning. So I didn't, again, hate it. This is, I don't know. I fucking missed this movie. Like, I hadn't even heard of it. Which is crazy because it seems like such a big blockbuster movie. And when you put, when John requested, I'm like, what is this movie? I've never even seen the poster. Then I saw the poster and I was like, well, yeah, I would never look at that. (laughs) But 
I, I, I too admit, I feel like I have a lot of issues with the misogyny that I can't look past, whether it's from 2010 or now, um, that I just feel like is unnecessary to write, no matter what time we're in. So, but we'll talk about that. Well, yo, let's get the two, let's get the two uh, glaring issues out of the way. One, Mark Wahlberg is by far the weakest link in this movie. There's a reason McKay's previous two movies, Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, are so successful, and that's because you have Will Ferrell opposite John C. Riley, and that's not really a coincidence. Um, Just throw him in. <laughs> throw John in. Like, what's I mean, the he, he would not work as as this character, but but you already you already have Damon Wayans. You already have what Rob Riggle. Like, you already have these comedy legends. I think I'm not defending it because if I had an issue, these two things we're talking about would be them. So I'm just going to get them out of the way now. Uh, I think it's and it's an, an attempt at a, a odd couple dynamic that didn't work, especially because Will Ferrell was technically the straight man, but not. But Mark Wahlberg, on the surface, the straight man, but actually supposed to be the loud, screamy one. So there was some mismatchy. If they made Mark Wahlberg a true straight man and just had him be quiet and stoic the whole time and I'd give Will Ferrell all the bits. I think that would have worked better, but yeah, I'm, I can't, I can't defend that. I can't defend Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in this movie. It just seemed, I don't know. Like, I feel like any of his gags were just so lame. <laughs> and I don't know if that was like the writing or just I mean, like him as the actor because I don't think he's bad. I mean, he's not someone that I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Mark Wahlberg in this, put it on. <laughs> like he's not that guy for me. But I've seen Ted. <laughs> he's good well, at that. Yeah, that's that's like the closest comparison I can think of. And I was like, well, why does it work in Ted, but it doesn't work here? And there's a levity to his character in Ted. I genuinely don't think Terry, his character, smiled once in this movie. It's just angry, angry man. The whole and angry, loud, screaming man. The yeah, whole his time. character in Ted is the straight man. He's yeah. the opposite Ted. Ted is 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 the goofy one. So right. There's a there's a weird mismatch in this one for sure. Um, Rashawn, do you agree? <laughs> He's like, I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Boogie Nights, The Fighter, The Departed. He's he's good. He can be really really good. I just this needed like a Jason Bateman kind of yeah. energy. Yes, not exactly gut busters on those three movies you just listed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, he's funny in The Departed. Kind yeah, of doing the same thing. It, yeah, it's just that he's... That world is so grounded and his outbursts are, are heightened. Mm-hmm. But in this, I feel like the world is already large. And so he, him going large, not meeting the movie... Yeah. ...is a little lopsided. You know what I just did? Yeah. I just walked out that door, saw a couple detectives, and I was about to start bad-mouthing you behind your back. But I stopped myself because my pops taught me that a man who talks behind somebody's back is a coward. Wow, I actually appreciate that. Good, because I'm going to tell you directly to your face. No, you don't have to. No, I don't like you. I think you're a fake cop. The sound of your piss hitting the urinal? It sounds feminine. Mm -hmm. If we were in the wild, I would attack you. Even if you weren't in my food chain, I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. 
and then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. Okay. First off, a lion swimming in the ocean? Lions don't like water. If you'd placed it near a river or some sort of fresh water source, that makes sense. But you find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot waves, I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a full-grown 800-pound tuna with his 20 or 30 friends? You lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times. To address a couple things in one swoop, what I mentioned at the top was I had a, a realization and I looked it up and this is, it's pseudo confirmed. Uh, McKay never really, I don't think ever outright says it. But to me, from what I could tell and from what I think, and I'm going to stick to my guns, this movie is a satire. It's obviously a satire of cop movies when The Rock and Samuel Jackson are on screen. That's obvious. But I think it is the entire movie. And there's moments that that becomes obvious again. Like when Will Ferrell gets kicked out of the house after the fight with Eva Mendez's character. And that, like, pier scene and, like, the way it's shot and the cheesy music behind it, it's very clearly, like, oh, this is making fun of, like, the emotional moment in cop movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that made most of the movie a little more enjoyable for me, looking at it that lens and looking at it as, like, oh, this Adam McKay's just making fun of cop movies. Right. That's what made him and the other writers feel a little safer using the misogynistic jokes, which I I can't believe they are so bad. I can't believe something as young as, what, 12 years ago? Yeah, it came out in 2010. Mm -hmm. I would like to imagine even 12 years ago, that was a bit of an eyebrow raiser. I did not remember it being that bad. They're just like movie. not even yeah. good jokes. Mm -mm. You know That's what I mean? What like is. I can... I can take a joke. I feel like out of the four of us and Josh, maybe two, I can really take a fucking joke. But it wasn't even funny. And the fact, and it all, like, I'm specifically talking about Eva Mendes' character, kind of made her look like a bad actress, where she was just like, gotta say these lines, gotta take these really fucked up jokes. And I'm like, what is the point in this? She, yeah, she had nothing to do with it. She had, yeah, she had nothing to do but, like, be the quote-unquote hot, surprising hot wife. And, like, that could have been funny. Yeah, but, like, like, submissive. Like, I was, I thought it was funny the fact that, like, Will Ferrell's character, this, like, nerd or whatever, you go home and he has, like, this really banging wife. But then she's also submissive and you're like, huh? What? Yeah. And he's talking to her like, shit. I'm like, this is not funny. That's that's an exact example of like, obviously it's the satire that even the dopey cop has has a supermodel wife, and mm -hmm. then I think it's you know, again, all the cops can be mean to their wives, da 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 da, but that doesn't it doesn't land because the satire is not defined well enough. There's no punchline to it. It's just what it is. Yeah, and even some of the like there was one throwaway joke that was completely unnecessary that the guy that is swindling everybody oh, the <laughs> <laughs> it's such an inconsequential thing but he literally says oh it's just an overreaction she is a woman at the beginning Asides like that that aren't even jokes that they're just hateful You're like, huh? that i'm like that's not fun that's not even a joke that's not even like you didn't there's no, no punchline. There's no creativity. It's just, ah, like, yeah, let's make fun of women because they're emotional. 
Um, all right, uh, let's talk about something positive. If you guys have anything positive to say <laughs> about the movie. I do, but it's kind of on topic of what we're talking about right now. Go for it. I don't know. Whatever. I think some of the... I think some of the satire of the cops and their wives works. I don't know if it's like necessarily funny, but I do see what they're going for. Mm -hmm. Even that one-off joke of, of, you know, cops believing that women are below them. So, and I, like I said, I don't think all of it's funny, but I do think there's a difference between the movie being misogynistic and the characters in the movie being misogynistic. Mm -hmm. And maybe not, you know, cleanly. I think they are trying to go for that commentary on cops and the treatment of their wives going as far as casting Eva Mendez, who plays Denzel's wife in training day and making that connection between her being the hot wife for Will Mm -hmm. and a lot of, like she's her and Will are in the funniest scene in the movie for me but I understand that the <laughs> treatment of <laughs> yeah that's, it's just so funny that's kind of what but, I meant Rashawn is that like it's once once it's clear that it's like a satire or a comment I don't want to say satire it's a commentary it makes more sense but it also it doesn't excuse it or doesn't that doesn't mean it has to be palatable like it can be overbearing and there's no there's no real counter payoff there's no i mean she kind of gets she kind of puts him in his place near the end but there's no counter to it so it it can i it does get a little grating from time to time Mm -hmm. i have a good thing yeah michael fucking keaton baby (laughs) a blast a blast (laughs) just having a, a good time that even like take mark Wahlberg out and put michael keaton in that part I think this would have been a great movie. He is so fucking good. <laughs> he's he's late, so he's fucking good. I think because he's, I mean, obviously Mark Wahlberg is doing it, but he, Michael Keaton is playing it just like so straight. Serious <laughs> as a heart attack. Serious. <laughs> like the whole Bed Bath & Beyond thing. Like it's just, it makes sense. Like that shit's funny. The recurring TLC jokes should not be as funny as they are. No. Good, good goddamn, they are only. My positive would be, I think I like Will Ferrell the best when he is, like, being serious. Because you know he's going to, like, flip it. Dude, mm. emotional or serious like the tuna monologue? Like the tuna monologue. The tuna monologue is one of the funniest <laughs> things. So, like, literally... So only Will Ferrell could do that right. and I, for me to oh. think it was funny. And I was cackling. It was. Mm-hmm. It went on for seven minutes and it was funny the whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that tuna monologue was completely improvised by Will Ferrell. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. This movie is interesting. Sorry, John. This is now just a case study on the other guys and what it could have been. I feel like another thing that maybe they had an idea for in the writing room that didn't get as much play is is the Damon Wayne's Rob Riggle versus Mark Wahlberg Will Ferrell. It seems at the beginning of the movie that they're going to be a much bigger presence, and they just kind of disappear. And I don't know, they're both fucking hilarious. And I wanted to see more of them. We needed the amount of them in this movie that we got of the the white cops and white chicks. 
Yes. That's exactly <laughs> we, what like, I thought. We, I wanted that ratio in this movie. To have them popping up at every corner. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I thought was going to happen, and then they just kind of dissipated. Yeah. Yeah. Melody, did you know at all with the Samuel L. and uh, Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson? Did you know about that scene, how it was going to end with the fall? Like in the bush? Well, yeah, when they go say go for the bushes, like for the Aim for the bushes. Did you know about that at all? Like, did you, have you seen that online? Did you know oh, it was going to end like that? No, not at all. What was your reaction? I well, I assumed that they weren't going to be in the whole movie. Right. I just didn't think that they were going to die. I thought that they were just like going to go do something better. I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, we're <laughs> fucking Terry. Dead. Let's just settle this. Peacocks don't fly. They fly. They, they fly a little. They yeah. get a real running about start. as much as a penguin. One more thing. Do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Was that accidental or were you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't even understand the reference. You don't understand what you said? I don't know what that is. Get out. Go. What are our thoughts on subplot, I guess? Just Gator. The whole, that subplot, that idea, that bit, whatever. What do we think? Rashawn? It's the best part of the movie. I think it's kind of funny. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead. I thought we were on the same page. Damn it. It's You know what? It, it's that scene at the table where he's telling her that he has a darkness in him. And his single delivery of like... <laughs> Gator, Gator don't take no shit. You hear? You, you hear? You feel me? <laughs> it's so funny. It's so ridiculous. And Eva Mendes has the best reactions to it. I, I'm putting it in the episode. I don't care. But <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. These braised short ribs taste like a dog's asshole. You know what? I'm sitting here thinking, who in the world would slow roast a dog's asshole and serve it to their husband? You would. You are being awful. What's wrong? Captain took us off the case. Oh, I'm sorry. I told Terry about my my dark days in college, and it, it brought up some feelings. Well, honey dick, that was a long time ago. You're not that same person you were. No, you, don't, you don't get it. There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to it wants to walk up with the people and say, hey, Gator don't play no shit. You hear, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit. That's that's the stuff that Will can do yeah. in his sleep. Mm. And it it just tickles me. It tickles me. I I thought you were going to say towards the end when uh, when Mama is going back and forth across the street delivering that's, messages. That's also my kind of humor. I knew it. <laughs> the two of them. Yeah, I knew that, it. That part's fucking hysterical. It that goes on so... Like, here's the thing long. about this movie no. is every bit goes on so long. <laughs> and the whole time I was sitting here and I was like, this is just Josh's humor to a T. Josh <laughs> loves like, a long, drawn-out <laughs> joke. Like, the tuna monologue is... Something I could not write in a hundred years, and it's my perfect joke. Just way too long, too many details, <laughs> no real defined punchline. Nope. Mm-mm. Perfect. Just draw it out. But I thought we were gonna get like a clean once, twice, three times across. Okay. Yeah. 
and she goes back, and it's back and then again. It's yeah, that's uh, disrupting the norms. Rule three for comedy gets trashed. Boom, it's up the window. Awesome. I could have done without Big Red in that whole scene. No. Not that she's bad. Nothing bad about her. But Big Red. I, um, Mark Wahlberg's ex, Francis or Francine. Yeah, what the fuck? Big Red. What is <laughs> Oh, from Bring, Bring It On. It on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Mella, because you say Big Red. I just see her as the mean girl from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, I oh, can't yeah. see her as anything else. Still a mean girl. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe it was like the Mark Wahlberg of it all, where it's just, mm, I didn't need it. I also maybe thought when he kept kind of like mentioning his ex-girl, that we were going to cut to her and it'd be like a mega celebrity because of how they were insinuating like, oh, she's my ex and I don't want to talk about her. And then, you know, no Tino shade to Big Red, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't even said her real name once. <laughs> Lindsay Sloan. <laughs> yeah, to Lindsay Sloan. Like, she's, she's great. But I was just like, okay, this joke is, kind of fallen flat for me do you not did you not like that scene in the ballet room or just not like the whole subplot just the subplot kind of i guess like it's there to make him have you know to show us that he's not just like this angry guy but then he still is i don't know it was just very strange like he never really softens i guess it was I guess I'm coming around on this movie. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was like a clear parody of that. Like a cop always has a relationship with a hooker with a heart of gold. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to the point where she's like, uh, all the bar- all the poles in the studio horizontal. What are, like? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. that, she was so funny in that scene. Yeah. yeah. She was great as the straight man in that scene. Yeah. So I, I and I feel like she brought out a, to me, and, and my, at least I feel like she brought out a softer side of him. And he 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 was funny opposite her with like this desperate big speech he had planned. And she's just like, no, I'm just dancing with this guy. Like, what? <laughs> what's the deal? Um, that's what I feel like it works. I think that might be even a subconscious thing. Maybe, I don't know. It, it, it felt like... In scenes with Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg was trying to be funny. And that's mm-hmm. the, the least funny thing you can do. Right. Especially when you're opposite one of the funniest actors of our Just generation. let him go. Like, just let him be. Just You're just an accessory. If you're sorry, if you're in a Will Ferrell movie, you're an accessory. Deal with it. All yeah. Right. Uh, one of the funniest, again, joke that goes on too long. For me, when they're at the bar and there's the old dude singing the like Irish folk song <laughs> behind him, yeah, and they keep tapping well. T- I'm done, dude. That and, and like the low <laughs> humming the whole time, <laughs> like because what? it's it sets it up. That's the first thing you see in the establishing shot in the bar, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and then it doesn't acknowledge it at all. Like they have like two full minutes of conversation, then an old man just. Taps him on the shoulder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking, I'm out, dude. That's perfect. Lacey was sighing and shaking her head the whole time. The whole time. What did you think, Lacey, of Christina 
or whatever the fuck her name is. His Will yeah. Ferrell's ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, his ex girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that so, scene was so, so stupid, but it was so oh, funny. No, no oh, okay, it was, cool. it was yeah. so stupid, but it was so funny. And I, what's his name? Brett Gelman is, he plays the character that I am, I know I would be uncomfortable in a room with him. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, he does that like... so well. I, but again, that, I could have cut all of that out and it would have been the exact same movie. They didn't add anything to it. Oh. But, but it was so funny. Come and on, then, you're with my wife. <laughs> But then the fucking when they're in the car twenty minutes later and they just come drinking up the street is so stupid. It was hilarious. Like we're twenty miles out. (laughs) Yeah, this side Mm -hmm. such a throwaway. But oh, this is my partner Terry. Hi, Telly. I love that shit. I love it. I crack up. Like she does not give a fuck. (laughs) Especially with the importance of names in the household. Right. Right there. Hi, Tilly. Like, that's not even a name. That's not what he said. (laughs) But yeah, this movie has some of the funniest actors in the biz doing day player roles. Like Zach Woods, Zoe Lister-Jones. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Mm -hmm. Just like out of nowhere. Well, yeah, and I think that's why, like I said at the beginning, there's like certain little parts of this movie that I'm like, oh, I really was laughing out loud with. Mm-hmm. But to overall say that it was a, a good movie, I don't think so. This movie has really funny vignettes. <laughs> also, so shout out to Chris Gethard because he can be in any scene and make it funny. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, I don't know, y'all. You got anything else? No? No, I don't think so. I mean, is, like... Yeah, yeah Lacey, ahead, did you like anything in it? No, oh I was Oh my gonna... god, I like... I have said... Shut up! <laughs> Something that uh, John also pointed out in his request email to us. You can... This movie as a whole, but especially in the credits, you can see Adam McKay's transformation from... Anchorman Adam McKay to the big short Adam McKay in the in the iced tea uh, narrated epilogue about how this huge conglomerate got bailed out by the government because they were too big to fail in the entire credit scene of, of Ponzi schemes. You can see Adam McKay morphing into a political movie maker now. And it's kind of interesting if mm-hmm. you like now it's it's a very interesting axle in his entire career filmography it's it's i don't know it's kind of fascinating to me that you watched it morph in real time through kind of this movie all right any other grievances or funny moments great who wants to play a game me (laughs) i want to play a game all right everyone gird your loins it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile This game is called Partner Code. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Can I be the bad cop? 
bad cop bad cop bad also bad cop. funny as shit <laughs> also i i know i do this a lot i forget about things and the game starts and i talk about them i don't know whatever it's my episode fuck off uh <laughs> no one said any go ahead <laughs> the action in this movie when there is action is actually like objectively fucking dope like when the two motor the the people in the motorcycle attack them and mark Wahlberg dispatches them or the big boardroom mm-hmm. scene set for the white stripes because you you know me with some action i'm usually like but this one i thought it was fun i thought it because it was like so big i thought it was so big and over the top but still very true to Mm -hmm. any and all action movies that i was in it and it just it also helped with the satire too because like the whole like the building blowing up and they're just talking about how like in other movies you would never do this um, I thought it worked. Yeah. Also, that was one of my favorite moments in the whole movie was at the end in that like little cubicle area mm-hmm. when Mark Wahlberg just goes, three, two, one, <laughs> go. And Will Ferrell just stands there and <laughs> Mark takes out everybody. <laughs> and Will just comes over at the end and grabs onto the guy. <laughs> he died. I didn't know you it was Gomez. You just, stood, you just stood there. Fantastic, yeah. In the standoff where there's 20 dudes with guns shooting at each other in a boardroom and all of them miss, it's perfect. (laughs) All right, this game is called Partner Code. So, I got five different uh, law enforcement partners from different movies in front of me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to... Each one has three hints to them. The first hint is where these partners uh, are, are, are located they operate out of the second hint is something unique to one or both of these partners and the third hint is the year this film was made and who was directed by Mm. okay goodness the first person to buzz in you will get a chance to name me the movie the two partners and both their character names so there's a potential for five points for each question Mm. okay if Rashawn buzzes in and doesn't get them all, I will give a three, two, one, three, two, one, go from the movie. Perfect. <laughs> I'll give a three, two, one, go. Then uh, the remaining two can uh, then try and steal any points that are left on the board. Okay. Okay. Ready? Uh, <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> First pair. These cops operate out of Boston, Massachusetts. All of them. Uh, buzz, buzz in. Go, Mel. Go, Mel. Mel, sure. Wait, am I saying the movie or the cops? Uh, all, all five. All five things. So, whatever. I'm, I'm going to say the town. Incorrect. Lacey? The Departed. That is correct. Are you serious? <laughs> These two are also always on the lookout for rodents. The 2006 drama directed by Scorsese. Now, Lacey, that is one point. Can you give me the two actors and two character names of these partners? Uh, Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And... Oh... The other one is... Mark Wahlberg. He's in it, but that's not the one I listed. Shit. It has to be a cop? Well, you already guessed the actor, so now do you know either their either their Oh, no, names? I don't. <laughs> Mel, you already guessed wrong, so Rashawn, you, there are uh, three points left on the board. Matt Damon. 
That is correct. Dang it. They look the same. They yeah. don't. I mean, they're both in it. Mark Wahlberg's in it. They do look the same. Kind of the point. But, uh, Billy? Yes. Can you give me his last name? No. I'll give you a point five for the tiebreaker. And, and Frank. No, Billy. That's, that's Billy Jack Nicholson. That is Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's Frank. Oh, okay. It's Billy Costigan and Colin Sullivan. Mm. Ooh. How y'all know this shit? It's written down in front of me on my computer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know it. Also, I've seen that movie like a hundred times. Uh, all right. All right. These next two partners serve in the LAPD. Um, training day? Incorrect. Mella? Oh, fuck. What's the name? J- Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, no. And Channing Tatum. No. Incorrect. What movie is that? <laughs> Lacey, Lacey, do you want a free guess for the first clue? You have a free guess. 21 now. Jump Street. Incorrect. Hey, that's nice though. All right, next clue. One of these two. I want I need. <laughs> I need Carmela's movie. That Jake and Channing are <laughs> Yeah. I, oh, wait, you, that was a guess for the same movie? Um, next. Uh, <laughs> hold on. What movie? Oh, because Jake Gyllenhaal is in a cop movie. Yes, I know, and it's not him. I know who it is now. It's what are you talking about? I'm talking about End of Watch. End it's of not Watch. on with Michael yeah. Pena, right? Yeah. Okay. Channing Tatum, Michael Pena. You know what? <laughs> I get all mixed up all the time. They both have shaved heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it to her. <laughs> All right, clue number two. One of these two officers is too old for this shit. Uh, oh, eh. Rashawn, lethal weapon. That is correct. Oh, brother, you need full names. Uh, for these two, no. Okay, great. Uh, Riggs and Murtaugh. Boom, boom. Um, uh, Danny Glover. Yep. And anchor here. Sean runs the lethal weapon. All right, next. These two aren't cops at all, but CIA operatives. So they don't have a home base. Mm. Mello? Is it Spy? Yes. <laughs> I'm really done with her just <laughs> falling into these games. <laughs> I don't even and know what movie this is. The Melissa McCarthy movie. Sandra oh. Bullock. So. Isn't. What? No. No? She's out. She's out. Oh. She's out. <laughs> Were you going to say Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, but I was trying to think I mean, of... yeah, I was going to give you that one for free. I was trying to think That's of... the wrong movie. It's the Heat. No, I was going to say Melissa McCarthy, but I was trying to think of the other person. But you guessed Sandra Bullock, so that's wrong. Uh, okay. Uh, three, two, one, go. Someone else raise their hand if you got more guesses. No, she said everything I knew. Yeah, same. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, yes, Mel, I'll give you that point. As Susan Cooper and Miranda Hart as Nancy Artingstall. Mm. So it's two to two to six and a half. This is a game for you, Josh. <laughs> yes, all of my games are. <laughs> I remember, yes, that lady now. Next. These two are members of the LAPD Narcotics Division. For sure. Oh, no. 
gotta be training day sometime, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, we got Denzel. Yep. We got Ethan Hawke. Yep. Alonzo Harris. Yep. And Jake. Jake. There's your other half a point. I need that money, Jake. I don't know. (laughs) Jake Hoyt. Hoyt. Uh, And the clue was out of these two, uh, King Kong doesn't have anything on one of them. It's supposed to be a clue? Have you seen Training Day? I thought I had. Maybe not. That was a deep cut. That is not a deep cut. cut. That's (laughs) the most famous line from the whole movie. (laughs) I thought it was, I guarantee (laughs) it. That is not a line. <laughs> <laughs> he says. One of the, the most time. iconic lines Tenzel has ever said in any movie. <laughs> never seen it, okay? It's a deep Dad. cut. I don't know. I don't know. I never heard of it. <laughs> but it was like, I said, see it. He said, Rosebud. I don't know. That's too, too niche. Deep cut. I don't know. That's for the real fans. All right, Rashawn, you have won. Do you want to just let let the girls go for this one for, for second place, or do you want to partake? Nah, I'm going to partake. Yeah, Ooh, let okay. them sweep it. Yeah. We're not going to get it. Well, we might. We you, might. I got everyone, spy. Everyone knows you got spy. One. I got the departed. Yeah, see? These two agents protect the entire planet. Rashawn. <laughs> and in black. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. It's just, it's not even a cop game. It's just what's Josh's favorite movies. <laughs> Yay. I just, had him, I just had him on deck. That's Yay. <laughs> My game. God damn it. These are all, yeah, these are all. <laughs> all right, Rashawn. Um, Will and Tommy Lee Jones as J and K. The final scores are. <laughs> yeah, you ran it. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, who is who, respectively? Oh, I don't know. No, Will is Jay. Lacey with two points. Hey. Mel with two points. Here they Fuck are, yeah. my two points right here, babe. Rashawn with 16 points. <laughs> what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. So God there damn. were five. No, I got we it. get it, Josh. All right, wrapping things up. Uh, it seems we can come to the conclusion that Will Ferrell is always funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the other guys... Sorry, Sean, can you agree with that? I don't care. Um, what? <laughs> I know at the top you were like, yeah, Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> People can't see your face, Rashawn. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they can hear it. <laughs> uh, that the other guys has uh, very funny moments, but as a whole movie, might be one of the weaker McKay joints. And um, um uh, thank you, Adam Sam- McKay, for a succession. Boo. Uh, Samuel Jackson and the Rock's part is awesome. Mm-hmm. We can't agree on that. Sorry, <laughs> not to get back into the episode. But- oh my guard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can agree that uh, everyone loves uh, Michael Keaton. We do. Yes. There we go. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. Uh, next week, we have uh, 
special showdown for y'all. So this will actually connect to the following week's episode. So, who can give me the fastest connection between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Willem Dafoe? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting so close. That's what your mom Oh, oh, said. no, that's the same thing. <laughs> that's what your mom... Oh. Terrible. <laughs> I have three on this side, three on this side, and I can't make them meet mm. in the middle. <laughs> Maybe I have it? Let's hear it. Let's talk it out. Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in the Fast and the Furious franchise with Michelle Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who's in Widows with Viola Davis, who was in Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts, who was in Mona Lisa Smile with Kiki Dunst. Shoot that. Okay, yeah. Who was in Mona Lisa Smile with Kiki Dunst, mm-hmm. who was in Spider-Man with Willem Dafoe. Let's go. Hey. These are the Sam Raimi Spidermans. Nice job, Mel. Thanks. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Wednesday and Files Attack. As always, we love you. Took a moment. Like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our other episodes on Spotify, iHeart, Good Pod, Stitcher. Um, all of them. I don't know, probably check the cloud. We might have snuck one in there. Anywhere else you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, pull a John, shoot us an email. Or if you just want to shoot us some love, our email address is whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. We'll see you all next week. Yeah,